Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Bad Betches, the only Bad Batch-focused discussion show hosted by the Imperial Snow Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always are my beloved co-hosts, Nikki Kumar and Claire Stribling. How you doing? And Hunter. And Hunter. Oh. <laughs> Bam. Boom, boom. Doing great. Oh, yeah. Kicking butt, taking names, you know, the usual. How was your week, Ben? I wasn't here last time. <laughs> it's been wild. It's been wild. Yeah. Nikki and I actually met up in person this week for the first time since Celebration Chicago. Facts. Absolute facts. And, of course, Chris Swift. But he will not be watching because he doesn't watch Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> he also just doesn't watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Star Wars. Yeah. The, yeah, most of it, I feel like he's pretty mellow on. <laughs> yep. But yeah. It's a good time. Citadel yeah. Outlets, baby. Citadel Outlets, the only real place. Have you really been to Los Angeles if you haven't oh, been to the thank Citadel you, Outlets? That Star Wars guy. Oh, that's Star Wars guy. Thank but you, yeah, thank you. You didn't invite Indeed, me. Thank you. Yeah, it, I, we thought that <laughs> it might be a bit of a trek for you. So yeah, I would have swam. <laughs> I would have swam. <laughs> wow. That's commitment right there. I probably wouldn't have, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, to clarify, I would have drowned. Yeah, yeah. But I would have swam. I would have drowned for you guys. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely gesture. <laughs> I just, I do want to point out one specific uh, thing right now uh, about one of the my co-hosts, which is Nikki. That attire, yes. very dapper, sir. Indeed. It's been a good morning. Yeah, it's been a very good morning. 1 0 to win, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Nice start. You've been, you been watching the Euros, Claire? Yeah, I've been watching the Euros. Unfortunately, the only day of Euros I've been able to watch so far was a bit of an um, unsettling, traumatic day of Euros. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my heart goes out yeah, to yeah. Ericsson and his family. But that's. All I've been able to watch today. I've been I've been looking forward to to France kicking some butt though. Let's go. Yeah, for those who don't know, the uh, the podcast is doing a sweepstakes for the Euros, and we've all got very interesting teams. I got Denmark, which you know yesterday you mentioned very traumatic game. Yeah, uh, Claire, you got France, so you you really lucked out. Yeah. Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh me. <laughs> also, um, shout out to Bob because Scotland, Scotland is back. Scotland is in Euros. Go Scotland. It's not going to go well, but yes, you made it, guys. I'm proud of you. It all depends on how Scott McSauce plays. That also, that is... what a name. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a little. I'd like to put a little mix sauce on I'll my burger, sauce, if you know maybe. what I mean. I'll have a mix sauce. Um, <laughs> middle name is Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Poor yeah, Nikki, Hungry is gonna have a time. That's that's for sure. In case you didn't know, Bob was from Scotland. <laughs> Sums that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty fun stuff, and I feel like Scotland are already winning. Based on the weather that we've had recently, so no rain. Woohoo! Uh, rare one. 
Yeah, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, a lot of fun stuff happened in the past week or so. I wasn't here last week. I do apologize. Um, what, what was last week's episode again? Was it the the Martez sisters, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just want to say, because I didn't get to get my point across last week, I loved it. Everyone who complained about the Martez sisters in the Clone Wars Season 7. <laughs> um, yeah, really cool stuff. I thought it was a really nice jumping off point. Uh, another thing that made me laugh was the... Uh, the non-controversy that happened this week <laughs> in the like the week between the Martez episode and this week when everyone started getting angry and fighting over something that didn't even happen, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, in this oh, week's episode. Twitter. <laughs> gotta love it. Or oh, Twitter. You gotta make up something. To I have about. so many bones to pick that I, I'm just going to ignore them because they take up the, this and the next episode. You got so many bones to pick. You got a whole dang skeleton over there. Ain't that the damn truth? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, people people are fun. People are fun. Speaking of fun, this week's episode was a blast to watch. And why don't we just dive in and talk about it? Woo woo. Up first, we have the first point, which is after mission snacks and Rex's return. I thought it was. I I really love the way that the show has expanded on the relationship between these characters and like the love and the respect between everyone, but particularly the the grouping between Rekka and Omega. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really beautiful, lovely relationship, and you know they're both children in their own way. Yeah. Omega literally, <laughs> and yes. Rekka is a little, you know, adolescent in spirit. Mm-hmm. And so to see them both being like, it's the it's the energy of when you go out on vacation with your family and you like you're begging your parents for a few coins for like an arcade machine. <laughs> like, please, please, can I, can I play Pac Man? It's like go on then. Like I, I feel for the rest of the bad batch. They're like, or, or maybe I don't feel for them. Like I guess we always just assumed, oh, how can they acclimatize and sort of connect with parenting? I guess they must have had to all these years anyway. Yeah, was, exactly. Was yeah. <laughs> he was the he was the test dummy. <laughs> yeah, and no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's always very sweet how um, he's very much the the sibling as opposed yes. to a father figure. Yeah, he's the yeah. older brother, and yeah, no, it's it's really sweet. And we see them have their after mission snack, which is that lovely. I, I'm going to call it the traditional. Uh, 77 Star Wars name, which is Space Popcorn. Space um, Popcorn. And what's, what's that stuff called in, in uh, Galaxy's Edge? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, it, what, it's called Mantel Mix in the the, the show, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. in, um, oh, in Galaxy's Edge, I don't know. It's very similar, though. It's like about the same thing. Interesting. Even, even down to the colors, I think. I didn't even see Mantel Mix when I went. I gotta be looking for um, next time. Watch it be yeah. renamed if it was before. I think it's just called Outpost Mix or something. Creative. Outpost mix. But yeah, no, <laughs> down to the colors of like red, purple, kind of white. Um, it, it's it's really cool. And it's fun in the universe also. They, they put the red thing on it and they're like, it's the salt from Crate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Delicious. Um, I had it. So what is it like? Is it nice? I, I, I assumed you both had it. So Nikki, I guess you're I've the connoisseur only- of... <laughs> I've only had it once, um, and yeah, it's it's a nice little snack. 
got a little, got a little kick to it in some parts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. I'd say. Also, I feel like an idiot for just connecting that the reason it's called Mantelmix is because we're on Ord Mantel. Bingo. I feel dumb. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not the only one. <laughs> we always have that thing. <laughs> I was like, what was the name again? Oh, now I, now I will remember. I'm like, was it, it wasn't Martell mixed because that was last week. We had the Martells <laughs> mixed in, but no. Okay. <laughs> I also love how the seediest part of town has popcorn. Come on. Yeah. That, you go to the seediest part of the town and get your good fix. That's the way it always is, whether that be of legal or illegal substance. They, they that, ship that in the stuff food, from maybe. all over. Yeah, that's street food. Spices of all flavors. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'd be a good restaurant in Star Wars, like in the city underground. You can, like, you know, have some food, have some drugs. Awesome. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I, I really loved the opening of the episode. I thought it was really fun. We get to see a bit more of that relationship between Omega and Rekka, which again later on will be a key part of the episode. Yeah. But then we get the the major reveal that we took. It took ages to find out who the person in the cloak was. <laughs> um, yeah, it turns out it wasn't Ahsoka. It turns out the book Ahsoka wasn't ruined by the almighty Filoni god. Um, <laughs> it turns out that it is Captain Rex. Surprise! There we go. <laughs> who who would have thought? It's almost I don't know. Like he appeared in the trailer. Almost. Uh, I, I really love the... I, I mean, I, it was between me, it was between Belle... Or Rex, yeah. but either way, like it, you know, seeing the wreckage of the droid R seven, it could only be those two, like Ahsoka or Rex. So I really do love seeing him game, like you know, get involved in some stuff, some stuff like helping out the Republic, helping out the early stages, I guess, of the rebellion. It isn't like he just pieced out and didn't come back mm-hmm. into Rebels. He he was mm-hmm. doing stuff. He was helping out. So I do, I do like that. I do like and appreciate that. Did you like the design? I, I feel like, I guess the the clique, Anakin's clique of characters, like he's he's Padawan, he's he's clone, he's droid, like R two. They're all got the Anakin Skywalker like shine to them. They all got this like attitude. They all wear like specific cloaks. They all walk into mist. Like, I'm not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all learn from the best, you know. <laughs> like yeah. the drama class the drama the drama the intrigue <laughs> yeah i th- i thought it was just it was just fun seeing seeing rex again and and in his yeah delightful poncho um he's a great look and uh yeah i mean it's just one of those things where it's like one of those sort of chewy chewy were home moments where you're <laughs> like this feels right kind of thing um yeah. it feels right to have rex in there it feels right to see him again um, and, and just, yeah, again, same with the Martez sisters, like it's, it's just a great way to continue to even follow up on, on how Clone Wars ended. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a pleasant surprise. And I think there, there was a lot to Rex in this episode that was unique and, and interesting and seeing him and Omega talk for the first time. And I also, I also loved him like kneeling down to her eye level when they yeah. first met. I thought that was great. And, and just sort of like these sort of fatherly instincts that, that Rex has had also just growing up with Ahsoka. Um, mm. Cause 
I mean, he, yeah, he's, I mean, in, in terms of years, he's also not that old. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, it's, it's just kind of funny that, uh, he has those instincts as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I love that. I love, I, I mean, gosh, you even see him scared throughout this episode. He's on edge. Um, so we saw a lot of different facets to Rex that, that are really cool. Yeah. And you're, you bring up a really good point with him getting down to Omega's eye level. Uh, I mean, he is of anybody, of any clone, he received the biggest, uh, don't underestimate the little ones lesson. He received Mm -hmm. years of it because (laughs) look what can happen. That one ended up saving her or saving him in order 66. And it's funny too, because uh, it was cool because you could see a moment like in Rex's eyes where she instantly like earns his respect. Like, oh, this kid is more than she looks to be when she's like, you're generation one. I could see I it in the lines line. of your eyes. I was like, oh, my God. And he's just like, OK, all right. This kid knows what's up. All right. All right. Yeah. There's something special about this one. I don't know what it is yet. But yeah, it made me it made me really happy. I just love seeing Rex. I'm a glutton. For C and Rex and and yeah, he is like ultra clone dad. What perfect person to meet up with a bad batch. Mm-hmm. I do wonder though, if that were if if that were you in that position, Claire, and a kid comes up to you and looks you in the face and goes, "You're a generation one." I can see the lines in your face. <laughs> would, you, would you feel beloved? I'm like, dang, you calling me old? What the heck? <laughs> right, I don't I don't look that bad. Jesus. Looking at my mirror over here. I guess like, it feels worse when you realize that they're technically you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang. Like I'm you, and you're young, and you're old. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, oh goodness. I was really intrigued also by how much the batch loves him. Yeah. Mm. Like Wrecker was like, yeah, I'm it. Like fully, <laughs> fully lifted up. Um, and. It, I was also like wondering if they worked together again between the echo thing and the, uh, like the end of Clone Wars, because like they, they had a very sort of close thing. I wonder if they were in contact, even, um, when they saw cut and echoes like, all oh, right, Rex is around. And it just sort of felt like, you know, what other missions might they have, um, sort of, either coordinated on or been in touch on. It just felt like mm-hmm. the, the relationship had even grown between the Bad Batch arc and now the Bad Batch show. So I thought yeah. that was kind of fun. Like he they trust so him complete, a lot more. Yeah, he has completely earned their respect. And it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to see, or not even just respect, respect and just like they're genuinely just delighted to see him. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah, yeah family. I guess it's, it's, it's a mixture as well. I guess definitely they could have had more missions between them. Because they seemed very hesitant in the Bad Batch arc and the Clone Wars. But I do wonder if there's a bit of maybe Echo's influence. Maybe he's been telling stories and a bit more of his own personal experiences between that time. Mm -hmm. And also, like, from the Bad Batch's perspective, all their other brothers are brainwashed. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Exactly. That he showed up at all says something. It is a relief. Is isn't yeah brainwashed and mm-hmm. isn't immediately jumping towards. I want to kill you guys, or you're under arrest. Like I guess yeah. that must be some sort of relief at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really did love that opening. I thought it was really and to point out something you said, Nikki. There's definitely that PTSD. So close off what happened in the final season, of the Clone Wars. 
particularly that I thought was really great was as soon as they mentioned that they don't have their chips removed, he immediately goes for the gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, oh, damn, like, they're not like playing around. It's not like he's going, oh, well, guys, you better get rid of that as soon as possible. Come on. Like, it, it's a, you might. Oh, God, you're dangerous. Fuck, go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to stop this or I need to put you down. Like, I don't really want to, but I've had to bury my brother, so we need to chill the hell out. Yeah, I mean, it's just that thing of the way, you know, this also continues off of, you know, Siege of, Man- <laughs> Siege of Mandalore, where <laughs> you talk about PTSD for fans, too, because it's like, yeah. it's just like a repeated punch of what mm-hmm. this event was to people. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, you know, he had to bury his brothers. He had to go up against Jesse, who, you know, was with him since way back when yeah. um and you know yeah it's like this this was a horrifying experience and it that shows and it shows later when you see him extra on edge uh in the ship and stuff and yeah it's um it's it was just it was very like as good as it is to see him very emotionally complex and heavy yes definitely it's rippled out to every single part of his existence now he's on the mm. run he can't really be anywhere without a cloak. <laughs> um, and all of his brothers are, it's like, it's the PTSD of surviving that traumatic event. And then it's like dealing with the grief of the loss of his brothers and knowing that as much as he wants to save every single one of them, he won't be able to. It's a lot. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. Yeah. And I'll, well, also just from the beginning, I, I also do love the catching a mission midway through kind of thing oh um, yeah that's always just a great move uh gets things started fast and just from that i love omega's growing gear uh she's got a little <laughs> bandolier now um omega's just the best man she she is the greatest child to have ever existed in in fiction and real life <laughs> big it's, facts yeah it's just like she she did the like ad- uh, like order 66 of adorableness and like everybody is now <laughs> Like she just did that, and then everybody's like, "Good soldiers protect Omega at all costs," <laughs> and she's amazing. She's the best. But even just down to the way they animate her, yeah, like her movement is so delightfully childlike, and yeah, it's just like ultimate in it, like protection instinct for Omega. Just <laughs> even just watching her, I was like, I just I, I'd do anything for that kid. I will go a bit more into this later on, but I have to say, Michelle Ang's performance is so good. Oh, the way she gets the um like you said the the adolescent the childlike energy like the you can tell that she's a child would even though she's very smart she's very head of like she knows a lot of information there's a lot of that familial personal thing that you get especially towards the end of the episode when she like is very adamant i'm gonna stay here i was like oh my god my heart Pumpkin. uh it's so good yeah and i really did i, I was a I'm glad you brought that up, Nikki, because that opening shot of the catching halfway for a mission, jumping out, things going wrong, and then getting away. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And the, the transition wipes in all these episodes have been, like, filmic quality, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is this is pure cinematic level. Like, it's, it's, just, it's great. Even, like, you know, when they get to... And they get to the next planet and just even I know like everybody talks about the water, but even just the daytime exterior shots with uh like just the lighting, the the clarity, the 
the detail, like yeah, it's it's amazing what they're doing. The yeah. rust. Yeah. The rust. rust. I, I could write a memo, a whole essay on the rust in this episode. It's so well done. I thought it's such a beautiful way that, that it's drawn and why don't we just get into that? We'll get into the second part of Do it. this discussion, which of course is Bracca. JFO. <laughs> JFO. Bracca Flame. So yeah, we we come back to the planet of Bracca, which as, as Claire said, if you've played Jedi Fallen Order, we've seen that planet, the first planet mm-hmm. we see in the games, the first planet we appear on. Um, you're, you're a big fan of that planet, right, Claire? I was, and I think it was kind of a shame that, like, we don't, as far as I was aware of, note, I have not, like, 100%ed Jedi Fallen Order or anything like that. I haven't done any of that. Um, but one thing is I always wanted to go back to Bracca, you know, and mm. uh, and to see, just to, like, wander around. And that's this is kind of like the animation version of being able to do that because you can go and explore the other uh, the other planets again and and explore every nook and cranny in the games, but you don't really get to go back to Bracca as far as I'm aware of. I don't think you do, no. I don't think you do. But I, I wanted to because that planet is so cool and it's so full of cool little Star Wars Easter eggs and crashed ship parts and droids and just it's such a neat environment to just dip your toe into. And I'm I'm really glad that we're back because now we get to see other parts of of Bracca, which was cool, including another tentacle monster. <laughs> Woo! Yes. I All spoke right. to our good friend, Tori Fox, who confirmed to me using the, uh, the journalistic integrity that I don't seem to have, which is using subtitles, which, which I don't hey. do. Hey. Um, it is the Dianoga. Is Dang. it the Dianoga? Oh, That's a big man. Nope. That makes me happy, at least. Makes you worry about Luke just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thing. <laughs> like, like I know the big the eye not appearing was a big thing for people. It was it was less the eye and more the um the teeth. I thought it was a mm-hmm. mummical from the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm oh, sure that's a mummical, but no. Tori told me she's the creature expert. I defer to her judgment. The you refer to the creature cartel. For this information, <laughs> absolutely, the Dianoga apparently does have a big set of teeth. So yeah, Nikki, next time I'm watching New Hope, I feel like we're gonna the suspense <sighs> is real. Yeah, <laughs> real big fears for Luke. Absolutely. Um, one thing about Bracca, also for me, I thought it was really cool. Just again, seeing it in daylight and you know clear weather, <laughs> it looked like well, a nice yeah. day actually. Um, and uh, I also just like I think that's a fun planet because. I I always just wonder why, like why why is it that, like did the Republic decide it was going to be a junk planet, like for the war? When did they start dumping all their stuff? Did they dump all their stuff before that? Like has this been? It's just like the High Republic where they dumping stuff on right. <laughs> so it's like I just think it's really awesome. And Ukraine just scored an absolute belter goal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> landfill um, planet. How, like, seriously, the people of Bracca, the the natives of Bracca, were they just like, uh, sure, we'll be the landfill planet? <laughs> like, that's why they made the guild. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, they get, maybe decided, they get a who's making the guild. decisions for Bracca. <laughs> also, I do want to shout out the uh, the costumes for the uh, the scrapper guild are the ponchos that Cal has. Yeah, in yeah. yeah. 
which yeah, I thought was really know. cool because, like, I'm pretty sure that, that, that was like responded Jedi Fallen Order, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Like, they're the ones who designed the costumes for the games. So to see their work being reflected in another Lucasfilm yeah. project, I thought must be like really cool for those people who who worked on that game. Um, I I love the planet. I love the concept of junk planets. I know that people have complained because there was that junk planet in The Force Unleashed, which was called... Was, it, was that Raxus? Raxus Prime, right? Yeah. Yeah, Raxus Prime. Yeah, Raxus um, became the the Confederacy headquarters, right? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Which, you know, like, I don't mind two junk planets, but I really like the idea, the concept of the junk planet and having... The different starships, and I, I do, I do feel like they used it during the war. It wasn't just ships that were dumped there after it was free. I feel like it's they've been there for a little while, and yeah, I think people. I saw a hammerhead Corvette. Yeah, there was one. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Then I was like, yeah, yeah. that's an Rogue one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good film. Um, yeah, I, I really love the, the planet, the set design, like you said, seeing it in a different atmosphere and daytime, and just has a nice little glow. I bet it fucking stinks, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be clear. Like, mm. I bet it stinks on that planet. Yeah. Like, the fact cow. that they're afraid the of the water is not a great sign for different forms of habitable life. Not the best sign. They're, like, they're like, stay away from the water. Not a good sign. There's the rats, there's the little, the weird, freaky Dr. Seuss-like birds. That sounds like seagulls. Which, <laughs> if you know me, you know I fucking despise seagulls. So that was a big no-no. I would have liked my uh, would have liked the Lord of the Rings reference. <laughs> it was just, I would have liked yeah. the Lord of the Rings reference if uh, Omega was throwing rocks in the pond and then Rex grabs her arms like, "Do not disturb the water." <laughs> Don't do that. I saw, it's funny you bring up uh, Lord of the Rings, because I saw somebody had photoshopped uh, Rex on Bracca with the title card for Return of the King. (laughs) (laughs) It made me so happy. I wish I remembered who it was so I could credit them. I was like, yeah! Let's pull on this thread a little more. In the bar, he's got the hood and the Mm -hmm. eyes, and it's very like reminiscent of of Strider with the pipe. Um, Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, known as Strider at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh sitting there with the pie with the hood down, that the, it lights up and lights his eyes. It's very, very reminiscent. Return very of the King ended. <laughs> Beautiful. It's almost like Filoni likes that kind of thing. Shocker. Hmm. Crazy. <laughs> In- interesting. Interesting. Oh. Also shout out <laughs> Oh my god, this is this is great. Shout out to Ancom uh and Dave's partner, yes, who, who liked my who liked my comment. <laughs> Someone put like a really like funny thing about like Dave Loney being sexy or something. And um, <laughs> the hat stays on, right? Oh, that's it. The hat stays yeah. on. And I replied, "Interesting, interesting." <laughs> <She liked it. laughs> um, so good. I also i i loved. Something that really I thought like, amazing attention to detail was that Wrecker going through the starship is very dangerous, and because it's very tem- temperamental. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this until I rewatched it. Claire, do you know what that's referencing? Oh God, what have I missed? That's actually referencing a, a thing from Bracca 
in Jedi Fallen Order. Can we just, can I just show you a clip? Yeah. Jumps again. Am I about to die? <laughs> yeah. I was like, am I supposed to jump that gap? Okay, well, maybe not. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> how about <laughs> I see how this is. I see any opportunity to give it a Claire is gonna fall off of something in Jedi Fallen Order reference. Yeah, remind me never to Twitch stream ever again. I'm over hey, it. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying that's not your fault because now you're right. You're right. It's not my fault. Anyone can. You that's know, true. Cow. Poor um, Cal, and he's a Jedi. Like, come on, that's that poor kid as well. Like, he's he's on that planet at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, sees his master die, crashes down, lost his lightsaber, and then it just smells. There's rats everywhere. Yeah. Scrapper Guild, I'm sure, is like docking his pay for stupid stuff. Probably. <sighs> poor Cal. Oh my goodness gracious! But yeah, I thought it was a really cool. Mo- I thought it was great that they referenced you. <laughs> me specifically yeah like, he, was, he was watching he was watching turn into the interesting <laughs> but yeah um i again i think it's a really cool idea of utilizing these like planets and stuff because i know that people go why did you use that planet that was in jedi order why can't you make a new planet i'm like well <laughs> it's there because we've seen like 0.0001% of that planet. We can see another 0.0001% of it for a minute. That'd be cool. I mean, people, people have this... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just like people get so caught up on these dumb, like, minuscule problem, like, problems. Like, yeah. problems. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, this is how you... This is using the toy box. Like, who cares? It's fucking. Yeah. It's a fucking planet. Like, is is your life really gonna be that different by having another databank entry? Like, that's yeah. what people are obsessed about. They're like, they just want to know. They just want to know, like titles, and like it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it's Braca because Braca's cool and useful. Okay, <laughs> so how about that? Just shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> I think the funniest thing about that too, Nikki, is because you you have a very good point. But the thing is, when they get that new planet, they're gonna be like, "Well, this is just another snow planet," or "Well, this is just exactly. another forest planet," exactly. or "Well, this is just another water planet." Yeah, what the hell do you want? Like, you just want to know random bullshit. Like, that's all you want. If that's like your big concern, you just want you just want that. Like, same thing. Same thing with Fennec. Same thing with everything else. It's like. Oh, did it have to be her? Yeah, it did because it's fucking cool. That's why. Okay, it's 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 hundred percent that. It's people mistake storytelling for encyclopedia entries. Yeah, and it's and the thing that drives me crazy as well, like you just said, is is the did that character have to be there? Could they have not made an original character? Small small galaxy syndrome. Shut the fuck up! Like it's a fucking <laughs> fictional show. Also, like, did that character have Martes- to be there? Did anybody have to be in the scene? Did anybody? Dude, no. Like, does does Star Wars need to exist? Like, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> again, this is this is the same. This is also the same universe where Anakin built C three PO. Yes. Right. Like, it it R two D two was on Luke's mom's ship. 
Like th- this is the world. Like what? <laughs> I don't know why people like <laughs> pick and choose how, like how they want to engage with it. Like this is how Star Wars is made. Um, and it's, so, it's, the, it's the bullshit argument of well, in the real world, yeah, in the real world, there's no droids. In the real world, Darth Vader yeah. doesn't exist. So, what? Are you, yeah. What's your problem? Like, that's not storytelling. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, the, the whole point matter. is to escape the real world. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like thematic elements do matter. Is would the episode last week have the same effect on us as an audience if? It wasn't the Martez sisters, and it was, um, I don't know, John, <laughs> John, John from Corellia. Yeah. Would would we have been like, oh, well, at least it's an original character? No. And then if if John showed up, fucking, Bab Book of Boba Fett, people go, oh, great, just introducing John again, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what's people? Like, wow, John really gets around, doesn't he? Did it have to be John? Uh, Did it have to be John? Like small galaxy syndrome, much? Like oh my god! Like, yeah, we're really tired of <laughs> Chris again. You know, teased it, teased it early. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's gonna come out now. Uh, yeah, no, it's just just wild, man. And also, this game is insane. Netherlands, Ukraine. Cool. It's it's just became three two for the Netherlands. So um, Jeez, anyway, awesome. yeah, it's uh, it, a lot, a lot of stuff happening in the world right now, obviously. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like it's just this like weird obsession with with the data bank. Like it's like just enjoy the story, man. Just enjoy the story. Goddamn. I mean, if John Ham was playing John, I think a lot more people would be like, put John in everything. <laughs> <laughs> he literally has that BDE. He does. <laughs> oh man, Reed has a good question for us. He does. Let's dive into that. Yo, how's this for something to chew on? Nikki has the, in- chip- the inhibitor chip still active in your brain. Charlie and Claire don't. Do you let him live in Wonderland or show him how deep the rabbit hole goes? I'm getting that thing out of your head, Nikki. Thank whether you. I have to, whether I have to. I don't know what I would have to do, but I'll do it. I'll do I, it. Buddy. I appreciate that, honestly. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, I would have well. Mantel mix. You <laughs> <laughs> will have some Mantel mix waiting for you when you're done. Also, I can tell Reed's on his phone because it auto-corrected the spelling of Charlie to his dad's spelling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I wasn't going. Wow, Reed's fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a good friend. I did make sure we uh, we cover that base there. Just kidding. My autocorrect is is awful, so you don't want to see that either. (laughs) Also, I will say, like, if you're watching us on Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch, please do ask us questions because we're here to to answer questions. We're here to just discuss the episode. Anything you want to add? Anything you noticed about the episode, or things you didn't like? Things you did like? Point them out. If the things you didn't like were about small galaxy syndrome, don't ask us questions. Yeah, yeah that, skip um, that. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was really cool to delve back into that planet. And I'm glad Reed asked us the question about the inhibitor chips because we're going on to the next segment, which is delightfully called Good Soldiers Follow Orders. I knew 
when they teased this episode on Twitter, all the creatives were like, you're going to love this episode. Oh, they would be naughty. They would be real naughty. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to them later as well, because they, they are making me nervous. Yeah. Um, they have been very naughty. They've been teasing on a level that they've never teased us before. Mm-hmm. And just hearing, and again, it's the same thing we hear all the time. The Order 66 phrasing has been something that in our head, a collective mindset has been scary for like since 2005. Yeah. And then when season six, the Clone Wars introduced the whole concept of good soldiers follow orders. That has made another layer of anxiety cake. There's an anxiety cake. You got this, you got the nice little delicious moist, uh, you know, moist. slices of, of Order 66. In. And then in, they got the jam and the lovely cream of Good Soldiers for the Waters in between. Ooh, Victoria Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a, and a sugaring of uh, death. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> um, it's it's really interesting to see them, how they've introduced this, this new phrasing and how st- scary it is. Because when you hear Wrecker go from the sort of the bumbling, like, I can't hold my job together. To, <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Uh, like, literally Jesus grabbing Christ. tech by the throat, like, oh, oh no, no. I thought no, we no. were about to get a Loki on our hands for a second. Like, oh, I was, I was like waiting, a crush. I was waiting for the Kit Kat crunch. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, oh no, no, oh, talk no, about indeed. anxiety, Kate. <laughs> oh no! I think the reason why we didn't see that episode has me uh, in this episode has me more nervous. Mm-hmm particularly with the ending of the episode. And like we said before, the creator has been very naughty. Um, I'm very anxious about the Bad Batch crew. And yeah, in that moment, I was like, and that's what's great about the show as well. And I guess any other post order 66 content is that we don't technically know what happens to the Bad Batch, which makes the story very open-ended and nerve wracking. I know there's the whole like, What's it called? The, the bat, not the Bat sixty six. What are those troopers called in the, the Star Wars comics? Scar Squad, Scar Squadron, Squad, but they're called yeah. like sixty six. Uh, are they like? 66? Is it like yeah? Is it like four nine, nine nine nine? Or like yeah? Oh, nine, nine, right. do they? Yeah, do they keep the nine? I they think might. they. Yeah. If, if anyone reads the comics, please do clarify. It's been a while since I read the uh, the twenty fifteen Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bob with the lovely comment there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yummy chocolate yeah. <laughs> speaking of yummy uh... <laughs> delicious. <laughs> delicious and nutritious anxiety cake but yeah it, it was one of those things where I was just so anxious about every single moment and I was like in my mind, it's like, I don't think that the Scar Squadron is connected to them. They might have 9-9. They might have been, like, named off them. And then my mind was like, what if the show has a dark ending? Like, what if Crosshair, like, wins out and mm-hmm. they do form that Scar Squadron? He's like, I need brothers, but I can make my own ones. Uh, I was like, god damn. Like, I'm, I'm not sure where this goes. Yeah. yeah. kind of excites me a bit more is that I'm not completely... I don't have completely have faith in the fact that everyone will make it out alive. Yeah, it's it's very sort of open ended on on how this can go, and 
I think, yeah, it, it, it's like, I always think about the ending I want. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, that seems too happy for, yes. for this time frame. Yeah. Right? Like, everything is bittersweet, at least in this time frame. And, you know, but then I also think of like the, the important themes, you know, the themes of the, fa- of like family and, you know, you know, doing like working for each other and blah, blah, blah and all that good stuff. And like, if like, so like an, an ending I have in my mind makes sense along those lines. But again, it doesn't seem to fit. And that, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that gives me <laughs> uh, butterflies because yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. And, you know, we, you know, de- depending on when you, you know, became exposed to these characters, we like really fell quite deep for them. Um, and it's kind of like, it, it will be rough. What happens will suck in some way. It, it like, it has to. Um, but I, I, it's still, it's still one of those things where it's like very, um, like, I think it's very powerful that it will suck. <laughs> yes. Like it's like, it's like in a good way. Like it's going to hurt, <laughs> but you're going to like it or whatever the Ron Weasley quote is. Um, you're you're going to be happy about it or something. You're going to um, suffer. Exactly. That's the one. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's going to, it's going to be rough. And, and like, yeah, going back to talking about Rex being on edge, I think this part was also really sort of scary to see him go through because he sees like Wrecker, like, and like he's got his hand on his head and he's like looking at the light and the light is like even the way the like sound design is it's like the light hurts us because mm. it's like this pulsating like and, and like we can feel that pain that Wrecker is having and Rex is like we need to go faster um, because things are going to go down and then things go down you're ticking time bomb terrifying and the music, like special shout out to to the Kiners again, as we do every week because they've earned it, first of all. But in the moment where they're trying to put Wrecker into the machine to take it out and when he snaps, how the music goes out and all mm. we can hear is like that almost like machine humming sound into straight up horror movie music. Mm-hmm. Just like, nope, no, 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 like absolutely terrifying because Wrecker like he's a big kid he's this big cute boy who I love dearly but if he wasn't didn't have such a big mushy interior he he can do a lot of damage and he did and he could have done a lot worse yeah I remember like joking uh (laughs) I don't remember at what point maybe it was once Siege of Mandalore came out I was like, man, I don't want to be the Jedi that has to see Wrecker go Order sixty six. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, and then I was like, ah, we probably won't see that anyway. And then we saw, uh, we saw it. Like, could you imagine if it was if it was Wrecker instead of Crosshair? Right. Oh my god! He would have yeeted. He would have yeeted Kanan off the cliff. Dude, what about the what about the freaking um, conscript guy who didn't follow the order? <laughs> What would have happened to him? It would have been like Hulk and Loki. Again, Loki's coming up. It would have been like that. Like, Rekko just grabbed him by the leg and smacked him. Slam him. Yeah. Yikes. But I'm with Joey. Sorry. I know we talked over you putting the comment up, but uh, I agree. We need a musical number of the Bad Batch. Like, everybody ending, break into song, colorful, dancing on the walls, like in the Heights. Yes, please. Omega teaches the music. Yes. That's Omega's gift is the gift of song. Yeah, <laughs> that would be beautiful. Turns the uh, the bow into a harp. Yeah. Yes, 
Oh, so light, light strings come up. Yeah, oh, and uh, as you said, Claire, shout out to the Kiner brothers. Just because, like, one, like, Kevin Kiner is awesome. And, like, yeah. the fact that he created two, two little dudes who are also awesome and do great music. And they're like, so nice, just cool, fun people. Like, they just, they're so, they're cool guys. The Kiner brothers are just so nice. They're nice. Hashtag humble brag, Claire. Yeah, and we did interview them on Castle Run Transmissions, and they were just, like, adorable. And they had their two pugs with them while we interviewed them. And I'm just like, this they're, is the vibe. The vibe here. That's what I need. They're um, really cool. They follow ISP as well on Twitter, yeah. which is really sweet. They're cool. Them. Um, I'll DM they're, really, like. they're really smart storytellers. And yes. we've seen that mm. for however how many years has it been since they've been working? 2008. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, and yeah, like, we didn't matter that what series it was they know like they know yeah everything they know the beats they know the characters they know the emotions and the music reflects it and it's same way same way john williams does it for the films it's like they like you could so easily be justified in giving john williams like story by credit because the yeah. way the way he runs the music as storytelling device is just you know, obviously, it's it's John John Williams. It's Without, the greatest, but they're yeah. they're on a similar like similar role for for these animated shows. Yeah, I mean, without them, so many times, like it's clear, like what's going on, but they don't like a lot of you wouldn't feel anything nearly as deeply without them. And John Williams, you wouldn't really know how to feel about half of Star Wars without John telling you, "I feel this way. I know this is a really weird thing you're watching right now." This is scary. This is intense. You should feel this right now. And you're like, oh my god, yeah, you're right, blah. And yeah, and I, I think what again is a testament to the kindness, all of them, uh, is the because with rebels, I really did appreciate the fact that with rebels, we could use the uh, elements and themes of music from the from the films for the yeah. first time. Because really, in Clone Wars, we never really got that. Mm-hmm. But what's a testament to their work is that they create their own. Like story beats, whether that's Rex's theme, whether that's Ahsoka's theme, which we, you know, when you hear Ahsoka's theme in The Mandalorian, yeah, like wow, like this is how far we've come, yeah. And I think the Bad Batch is great because there's a nice little blend of both. I think with like Rebels, where you get to hear bits and pieces of music in the from the films, especially in the, in the Clone Wars season, the final season as well, like when they use the um, Anakin Stark deeds bit. Which again is perfect. Every time they use that for Order Sixty Six, you you have to do it. You can't yeah. just like, even if it's great original pieces of music, you just have to use that piece. But something they did repeat. I don't know if you noticed this was that. I think slightly, not as loud, but slightly. If you listen really clear, carefully, when Wrecker's hunting Omega, you hear bits and pieces of the synth track from yeah. the Order Sixty Six arc. From the Clone Wars, you know the um, the Blade Runner shattered episode. Yeah. yeah, you hear bits of it. I was like, oh, <laughs> like it's still like that's what was really great about that music is that it's not very loud. It's not like it's happening right now. It's like remnants of the past, remnants of this like horrible event that happened that's still recurring. I just thought and it was it, really great seeing that. Yeah, and it, and it's very much like the musical Good Soldiers Follow Orders, right? Yeah. Like it's it's this mm-hmm. sort of instinctual now cue like in our heads of what what this is um so yeah it's it's very clever very clever that they 
they, they know what to do. <laughs> they are good at I'm... their job, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know if you've ever watched... Have you ever watched Doom Patrol? Mm-mm. I've not, no. First of all, go watch Doom Patrol. It's one of the best shows out there currently, like, in terms of, like... If you like really whiff, weird content... and Hey, that's comics, why you're here. <laughs> right? Because if you like really weird comment, well, okay. content, you're probably watching Imperial Senate. <laughs> Let me sell this show to you, okay? Using four things. Weird content. Mm-hmm. DC Comics. Okay. Brendan Fraser. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Theme by the Kind of Brothers. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 You, you it's got one me. of the best themes. Like, I didn't realize this until like a few weeks ago, like when I was looking just at like bits and pieces, as you do, you fall for the Wikipedia train. <laughs> you know, like you, you go, I just want to search what this recipe is, and then you end up looking at the history of the Soviet Union, as we all do. <laughs> um, and I, I was like, oh my god, the kind of brothers did that? Too? I was like, oh my god. It's it's really great. It's a really great theme, so I just want to shout them out for that as well. But to get back into the whole good soldiers full of orders... What I really did appreciate as well is that they remind you about the the, the, temp, the the strangeness of the clones and what they are because, yes, we grow to attach and love them and they are people and it's the whole free will debate. But also they were bred as weapons. Yeah. So when you see Wrecker go into that mode, it's so disturbing because, like... Some of the traits you see that he, you know, like make him him, like when he stumbles on words and stuff, he slightly has it still, but like he, it's it's more stru- like structured and regimed, and it just reminded me of how like the military tried to beat stuff out of people and um, whether that's ticks or traits, and you know, you see that a lot. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting to see that, and the yeah. more I'm convinced that this season will end with like how Rebels ended in season one with the whole. Vader coming out and talking by like the Emperor has sent a new alternative. Like I reckon that we'll see the stormtroopers just come out and the full armor, the full regalia. And you are. That's my yeah. um, that's my shot at least. There you go. Yeah, I think it again with Wrecker. It's like all the things we love about him as a hero <laughs> flipped uh, and mm-hmm. like and made scary. Right, like um. You know, it's it's very much it's the evil version of here comes the wrecking ball, <laughs> and and like yeah, it's it's like brutal and terrifying to behold. I mean the uh, yeah, I mean how many got how many guys did he go straight for the neck with? Right, like he got hunter by the neck, he got attacked by the neck. Um, yeah, no, it was it was pretty pretty like terrifying and and just unsettling again. And you know we. We saw it happen to Wrecker. We already, you know, obviously we already have Crosshair being, um, you know, I guess whatever, controlled by this. And I think it was different this time because Crosshair is more abrasive, more, you know, he's the the coiled snake and Mm. not the loving man child, right? Like, like it's a very different thing. Like, um, it's way more stark of a contrast with this. Yeah. Yeah, like with with Crosshair, it was like, and also they were holding they were holding that sort of mystery element of like the confusion as well with with Crosshair and and how um, 
you know, very clearly he didn't know what was going on and they didn't know what was going on. And that was very well balanced. Whereas this was like, this felt like a, like an abuse. I mean, say it did eventually with Crosshair when they like turned the dial up. Um, but this, this just felt like very extra abusive because especially the, how you see, you know, just Wrecker being one of the kids at the beginning. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it felt a lot worse watching it happen to him. Watching yeah. back, I, I was interested in what you guys thought. What was the pushing point? Was this just uh, weeks and days of uh, head injuries building up and eventually just letting go like he, he it takes over him? Or was it a combination? Because the moment where he starts the turn is when Rex says the phrase Order 66. Yep. I think it was almost like, uh, I mean, I think the head injuries had a big part to do with it, but I think that, uh, it was almost like an autoimmune response. Like the order six, like, oh, they're trying to take this out of me. This is my chip tell, like, overriding my functions and saying, preserve this at all costs. We cannot let this get out, which I thought was a super, super interesting time to get him to turn. It was very, very interesting how they did it. And it like makes you think a lot about how these chips could work or mm. do work. Um, what the what the game plan was on them and what constitutes activating Order sixty six in a clone. Yeah, I I sort of saw it as like a like a glass wall. Um, is that a window? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> anyway, a big pane of glass and Order sixty six in the premiere cannot get through that because they're just like, what, what's that? But now that, that glass has been cracked like way yeah, too many times. Away, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, so maybe, yeah, maybe if that is a thing where, where Rex says it, maybe now that glass was, was weak enough. Um, shattered it. And then, and then I think, yeah. And then it's like, what, yeah. What other things can determine it? Like, is it the distress? Cause obviously he was very, distressed by the pain of the headache the the machinery you know um yeah it is interesting i think i think that's what's fun about order 66 still because they 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 try to still like define it here and there but i kind of like it being loose and and fluffy and yeah or not fluffy but hazy um <laughs> fluffy. Yeah. i like fluffy is <laughs> a fun word but i don't know if accurate for this but like lo- loose and hazy as to how exactly it works because i think i think it's kind of fun to guess and and wonder yeah it's like it's the same with the palpatine coming back stuff like they can throw mm. out some few words like sif magic special space tube. So you're like, okay, that's enough. I can put the rest together. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the fun part. I do. I do fear though, like if for the clones that go off to Dex's diner and Coruscant, and there's like maybe a few Jedi in the, in the line and they're going through <laughs> the orders and it's like really busy day. And then it's like, yeah, order 66. Oh no. <laughs> clones, like, oh, good soldiers for the order. <laughs> <laughs> And just Go ape on the diner. Like a dog going, well, they really want that burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say as well, I really love the horror aspect. They definitely switched into a horror movie really quickly. And as a film fan, I have to say I love the uh, the way it was shot, the way it was like we see it from a maker's point of view, so the camera tilts upwards. So scary. So that, 
Wrecker's so. like, I'm the Hulk. Um, and just the vintage, again, horror movie sort of, I, I feel like calling it a... Um, a trope. A trope. Oh, not, yeah, I was going to use even a worse word. We'll go with trope. Um, <laughs> like, uh, the thing of, like, I'm hiding, the guy looks... And it's the rock spot. It's all. It's always like it's like that. That very specific thing is. It was. A, it was a fun use of that. Yeah, because it, it, every time you still get scared because you don't know. Like, yeah. Oh no, Omega! Ah, oh, thank God. Yeah. And then even then, it's like he's proper going for it, and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And you're like, Jesus Christ! But yeah, thankfully. They all got their chips removed. Yeah. I know somebody over there was like, why did Echo get his one removed if, it, if he wasn't affected on the our Discord? Which, by the way, you should mm-hmm. join. Join, um, yes. I was like, well, better safe than sorry. Yeah, definitely. Might as well. While you're doing it, while we got the equipment in front of us, let's be let's be safe here. <laughs> like, I, think they, I, yeah. think, I think they should have like just broke canon just to speak to the audience and be like, <laughs> while we're here, we better have two vaccines. Oh my god! <laughs> and there's that one. I'll give you the next one in two weeks, unless it's Come. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Record would hate needles. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If he hates heights, he, he definitely hates yeah. needles. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, we have a good question from Bob. Who says? Do you think there will be a season two or will episode sixteen be the end of the batch? How that means the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bad batch without the batch might might not be a show with legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. They're very they're very cryptic about it. Um, yeah. So it. It could be anything. I think. I think a, a well-told sixteen-episode single-package story is totally fine. If that's yeah. if that was the way to tell it, that's the way to tell it. If there's yeah. a season two, hell yeah, can't wait. I love the show already, so mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll happily watch season two. I think. I think there's definitely it. It all depends, right? Like it depends what avenues they go down. Um, if they sort of like, if it ends with them sort of like free. Um, say, say they like, say they rescue Crosshair, say he joins the squad again and they all become freelance mercenaries. I think, yeah, you could, you could do a season two, but yeah, if they all go out on a blaze of glory, <laughs> then, then yeah. there you go. 16 episodes. That, that's a good story. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll leave that up to their judgment. I assume it's good. Yeah, the one thing that makes me think that it might be more serious is because they te- they tend to market these things and announce them as limited series or event series or whatever, yeah. and they haven't, which makes me think that the opportunity for a season two depends entirely on how well this does. That's what I think. I think that if enough people are watching, I think they will do a season two. I, that's just because they didn't market it as an event series. Um, but also, I'm with Nikki, though. I don't care. Like as long as you tell, continue to tell a good story, and and yeah, how I, ends is really going to determine what's what's next. I definitely agree with both of you. I think if it's just a sixteen episode, uh, a sixteen episode season, 
again, if it's a good story, which so far it's been a great story, I am down with that. Yeah. I will say I agree about the event series. I also feel like the amount of the trademarking and stuff mm-hmm. feels like there's longevity there. Yeah. I also think retrospectively, the Clone Wars season seven wouldn't have happened if they didn't have the Bad Batch also happening. Yeah. I think that because you have to remember like the amount of money, effort, going back in, getting those textures, making new textures for new characters, getting that level of animation, which is definitely a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I think we, we noticed, this was a while ago now, but I think we noticed this sort of like expansion of Lucasfilm animation. Yes. And and they even like rebranded the logo and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a safe bet that this is going to be continue and i think also other projects will probably run too i think they'll concurrently yeah like they'll get to this point where they want to run multiple animated series um so yeah i mean i don't know it's it's yeah it's it's hard to say well i'm sure it'll be good though whatever it is yeah (laughs) if you want my like random guess i wouldn't be surprised if it if it was maybe two or three seasons long, yeah. I don't think it would be as long as the Clinton ones. No. no. But I do think that it'll be at least two seasons long. And I don't remember, think it'll be as long as Rebels either. That's and remember, the Clone Wars was only as long as it was because that was Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. Right, and also, like, George had money. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> like, that, was, that was everything that was happening. Like, I remember my first celebration. It was before Disney, and like the the only sort of like look to the future was Clone War season five, mm-hmm. and the prequels are going to be in three D. Like that was it. Like that was everything they teased, and then Detroit. And Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like everything, like that was it. Like I think the Clone Wars got that level of stuff because because that was the focus. Whereas now it's like, um, you know. We can we can run shorter series because we're gonna be literally slapped in the face with with stories. Yeah, and you know, go ahead, just slap us everywhere. Over oh stories. yeah, <laughs> I love it. We're a glutton um, for that kind of slapping. Uh, <laughs> someone's gonna cut that, and we'll put that in the best of. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I I feel like as long as there's a story to tell, they'll tell it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure D. Bradley Baker is desperate for them. To, uh... <laughs> he's there. Whatever happens, he's like, I'll do it. We should do it. Yep. We should do yep. it. I'll be there. I'll do it. Yeah, come on. Who, who does want more Omega, right? Like Omega. Oh, ten, people ten that seasons saying, of Omega, please. <laughs> the people that keep bringing up the fact that we might see Omega in a potential Boba Fett show. <sighs> I, I, want, I want that. Um... Which get, brings us to our final point of this week's episode, which is this is the thing that worries me. Cliffhanger and Empire's ending. coming. I'm bad vibes. There's there's also a a bit of a cliffhanger b- before that that I'm curious about. Who is Rex talking to? Mm. Um, <laughs> no, no one. No, is, is like, at the party where he like <laughs> pretends he's on his phone. He's like, oh yeah, I'm always, I'm always texting because I don't want to talk to anyone here. He's doing um, his Calrissian Chronicles in his yeah. little calm. 
he goes back to the Y Wing and there's like 15 messages from himself. Yeah. Rex, don't forget to pick up the groceries. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I think that's an interesting thing who he's working with. Because um, obviously now, yeah, we know he wanted the the um, tactical droid information. He's got something up his sleeve, but then also we're connecting that to Rebels where he's in the desert. So speaking of bad vibes, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> like I have this like feeling that Rex is gonna try to be part of something and it's gonna go bad and he's yeah. gonna and he's gonna he's gonna run. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like they they must know that he survives because they don't seem that shocked that he's unless I've forgotten something like in in Rebels they just pick up the information that he is retired. Not yeah, it's very, dead. it feels very casual or like very, yeah. like form or uh, like there's a formal break or something. Mm. They're like, yeah. goodbye, have fun in retirement. I want to see you again. Um, but yeah, the way this story is working out, I don't, I don't know how to like parse those two. So yeah, we'll have to see. But the, like that would, I felt that was also very much a, a cliffhanger in, a tease in, in what um, what sort of this wider movement might be that's going to happen. Yeah, because I mean, well, my, hunters, hunters straight up like, hey, if something goes down, like you know where to find us. So we may see it. Yeah, he might as well just sort of next <laughs> story thread that might come up later on. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to define our episode fourteen, <laughs> let me know because <laughs> we got an open space. And I feel like what's interesting about that is, well, first of all, I just want to say, like, I'm really glad they have the Y wing back. Like, he kept it. He's like, yeah, it's my Y wing. <laughs> um, I really love that. I love the fact that he is working with the Martez, and obviously, Ahsoka must have put them together. Yeah. Been like, you can have my droid. I need to peace out for a bit. Um, look after Rex. Probably where they went their own separate ways at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Rex, because it seems like the way that he did the stuff on the ship seems like he's done it before. And I know that obviously he has experience from himself, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, hey, Wolf, come here. <laughs> Let's go to Brucker. I want to show you something. Yeah. And like whacked him on the head. <laughs> I, was like, I, thought, I thought at this point he had it, hadn't done it yet. Yeah, he says at one point... Um... It, he says, "Like I, they're like how long is it gonna be till he wakes up?" And he's like, "I don't know. I haven't been on this end of it before." Oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But I think that can definitely happen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, what, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think Not that's yet, it how he knows how yeah. to do it. So yeah, maybe his first test patient is Gregor. <laughs> Gregor's like, yeah. "I'm fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, there's no head." All the head injury that we assumed was because of explosion. Let's just take that out anyway. How about that? That? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's like, he wakes up. He's like, "Hey, Rex! Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what have I done?" His first solo <laughs> extraction does not go well. Yeah, no, no tech to help him. Mm-mm. Or maybe he will be. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think I think that's that's fun, fun stuff coming up with uh, well, Rex, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, the bad vibes, the scrapper guild, and the lovely um, first first unlockable <laughs> poncho yeah. of, the, of the show. Their ponchos and their Kotor helmets. <laughs> yeah, ring the empire, and what I like to call the classic rebels. Oh, this is this a two part? 
You know, when you watch Rebels, you're like, oh, they're doing a two part. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, it's not Rebels. When it's, it's a two part, we have to wait like five months for the next part. Um, mm-hmm. I hated that. Like, okay, Ezra, your parents are dead. <laughs> See you in five months. There, there's <laughs> nothing worse than those midseason breaks. Even when they happened in the Clone Wars, they sucked. And uh, I remember the mm-hmm. first time I didn't know they did that. And I like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like walked over to the couch, just like turned on the TV. <laughs> I was like, "Where's my goddamn Clone Wars?" <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, man. Was this while you were at college? <laughs> This 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 would have been late high school, late high school, <laughs> at least. Um, just smashed the TV. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Filoni. <laughs> yeah, I, I I never I've never a fan of that because I was like, and then, and then it was like, well, when's it coming? I'll try again <laughs> next week. Nope. Nope. Next week. Nope. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I, I I'm glad they're not doing that. What's that? That's where your beard came from. Yeah, just waiting for the Clone Wars. Yeah, my even even more haggard by by the Rebel season one. <laughs> oh where, god, with Sibo. Oh yeah, oh, that was eight. Oh god, what a crazy. Yeah. What a Jesus. time! What a time to be alive. But the season two one, yeah, it was death. I remember t- season two one was the Leia, the writer, and then the, and then the, it came back. It was the Leia episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in season three, I can't remember the episode they ended off on, but it the was, one that came um, back on was the Soul one, right? Yeah, it ended on the Voices and Visions. I think, or no, was that the one? Yeah, I think it was, where they go to Dathomir and Sabine picks up the, the Darksaber. Oh, yeah, of course. Pretty yeah. sure that's where it ended. Ah, oh, the good old days. The good old days. Although it wasn't as bad as the uh, the Celebration Rebel season four premiere. Nicky. <laughs> When you came out, like you were like, guys, Rebels is going to change everyone forever. You won't understand how dark they've gone. <laughs> like, episode two, we're like, oh, okay. That was a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that still, though. Because people were so I, bad about it. I don't give a fuck, again. like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was so funny when you when you came out. We're like, I was like, what's going to happen? And then we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but everyone else was like, Dude, this sucks. Like, we, was like, it was it up. was very dark for a lot of people, just not two people in particular. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! They they walked out okay. Um, but yeah. Also, it was funny because it was literal plot armor. True. Which is, I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the I I love a good like two part storyline. I am absolutely terrified about next week's episode because yeah. of what the people who work on this show have said. <sighs> and again, the little shits uh, are coming out full force. Um, I am, I am frightened. I am tense. My butthole is clenched. <laughs> no proton no torpedoes will be going there anytime soon. I am. Worried. I wonder. Are you saying, are you yeah, saying that Luke Skywalker wouldn't have destroyed the Death Star if it had just clinched? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't well, clenching hard enough. Well, not clenching be... hard enough. We're going to see that. That's, that's actually the plot for Andor. Oh, okay. They've taken <laughs> out the, 
the the clench wrench, whatever it would have been. The clench wrench. There's no work. There's no better work for it. The desire had just a little bit of gas and like needed <laughs> needed that out. <laughs> couldn't, cl- couldn't clench fully. He's like, in the moment of triumph. <laughs> Nervous gas yeah. is what it is. Nervous <laughs> gas. I just love the idea of Gaiden being like the clench wrench. There's no better description. <laughs> What if, that was the, what if that was the project name? <laughs> like, yeah. not a Stardust anymore. You're going through <laughs> War Mantle, Black Saber, Clench Wrench. <laughs> Guess he's like, wait, wait, go back. Go back to that one. I want to read that one. New plan, Bodhi. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been wild. Oh, man. Good but, yeah, I'm also, I'm also very in... in terms of um being worried uh we haven't we haven't seen crosshair for a while and i'm wondering how lethal this squad is now i think it's time i think next week we're gonna see him and i think that next week seeing him and seeing his squad is not gonna be good emotionally or physically for anybody involved in the episode yeah i think we'll know how bad it is when they all take their helmets (laughs) and they've all got toothpicks Yeah, well trained, well trained clones. <laughs> They're like, shoot them. <laughs> yeah. I am nervous, but also I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. What I like is having an idea in my brain about where the show and story goes because I like getting proved wrong. <laughs> in my mind, I am assuming that Crosshair gets reprogrammed fairly towards the end of the season and then helps the Bad Batch fight back. Now, what would be interesting is because they're on Bracca and we know that they've got the facility to fix stuff. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting if they turn it on their head and they fix him and he works with them to stop this new team. But it might even be even more interesting if they f- get rid of the chip and he still feels the same way. Oh, no. Yeah. I I've, I thought about this a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that could that could definitely happen. Yeah. I, but, like, for me, from what I know, from, like, from what I feel like I understand the character, that doesn't feel like in character. No, uh, yeah, I, 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 I do think Omega sees past that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier with, like, the themes, right? Like, the hope for kids. Dave, what does Dave Lillian always talk about? The hope for kids, right? These sto- these, these stories got to have that. Yeah. Um, and so I always think about that. And then, and then I was like, is that too happy, though? Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like, I think, I think it's impossible for what they know about the chips to not be part of a safe crosshair <laughs> attempt. Right? Like, mm. it has, like... I feel like that has to happen. Um, and of course, what I want is that to happen. And then he joins the team and he goes all John Wick on everyone. Um, and they take out some Imperials. That, that'd be beautiful. But yeah, I think it's going to be a long, windy, complicated road to get there. Yeah. I, will, I have a prediction. If you're interested. Go Bring it. it. You won't like it. Uh-oh. Oh, well then maybe not. <laughs> Just kidding, go ahead. One of the Bad Batch will die next week. Next week? How about... No. How about we don't do that? How about Some, we, how well, we 
Something really interesting. I don't think any. I don't think there's like much, if any, trailer footage left. Nope. Mm mm. Mm mm. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. And I was thinking about the characters that have been focused on. I was like, well, Tech hasn't really been focused on too much. Echo, not really. I just assumed that Echo, uh, Echo Tech would be the one that would die. But the more I think about it, I'm convinced Hunter might die. Hunter. Oh, mhm. Because there's Why? been a big, big focus on him, and I feel like if you're gonna go for like a really big emotional gut punch, and you wanted to focus on other characters later on, that could be interesting. I don't think like I'm not 100 percent convinced Hunter will die next week. It's just like I was thinking about. I'm I'm convinced. I would say I'm. 70% convinced one of the Bad Batch will die next week. That's very convinced. Yeah. Yeah. I f- the only thing like I feel like with Hunter, I don't think he can go yet. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think he can go now. He, I think he's too central to like the, the heart of it. And also, I think there's too much on sort of that unfinished business and guilt he has with Crosshair. Yeah. Yeah. That that, um, that needs to be played out. Yeah, so that needs I, to happen. Next ha- week, I, though. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> he's like he tries to talk but to him, snipes him. <laughs> but that's not, but that might be interesting. What if he does try to save him, uh, and it it doesn't work? He kill and then Crosshair kills him, and then so when it comes to Crosshair's redemption, that's the the turn, like the tiding point. Like he's like, now I need to redeem myself and in his on his honor and his memory. Yeah. I still wonder if even if that happens, it, it might. It's more, more powerful if he kills someone else instead of Hunter, and then mm. and then it just keeps building. If that is like kind of what happens, yeah, exactly. Um, and I also feel like it won't be Echo because we the, the hot toy the hot toy told him told us that we he gets a like protocol yeah. droid arm, yeah. <laughs> and I don't I don't see them shoving that all in in the next episode. So yeah, it's it's hard to say. Tech could be interesting because he he's very powerful in a sense. But he's a, he has like a lot of utility for like the missions. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but I feel like he's not had enough character development, yeah. if any. Um, yeah. But I, I I'm at the minute seventy percent convinced. I'll I'll say okay maybe Imagine I'll say. Oh. I mean that that's that would hurt. That would that would really hurt. I could also say. Don't that, even right? put it out there, please. Don't do what, that what, I mean, we know we know his. Oh, that's another sort of scene we we sort of we didn't touch on the the apology scene. That broke me. Yeah. Mm. Broke. <gasps> what if broke? What if, Cross, what if Crosshair is about to shoot Omega, and then Hunt uh, Wrecker jumps in, and that's what kills him. I mean, yeah, like, but that's why that's why I, that's why I say it. I said it because we know I he's got some want guilt. It. <laughs> he's got like he's got some he's got a little bit of guilt over what just happened and yeah, it wouldn't like it wouldn't surprise me if he tries to amend that. Don't like, encourage you know, this. Don't I'm encourage just, this. I'm just saying. I'm just, We're just, just, trying, just, trying, to follow, just trying to follow some beats. You're putting it hey, out into the universe. Um, I don't like the energy that's being thrown out into the universe. Just remember, Claire, whatever happens, it's already been decided. <laughs> we can't change that. <laughs> I'll still blame both of you. Yeah. But yeah, I... I, I think either killed or at least very much wounded. 
Watch them all get out. Okay, then next week and we'll be fine. There yeah, we go. And if in, that, in that case, I like that. Yeah. yeah. An episode, episode, next episode of uh, the Betches, we can be like, you know. We were wrong, and that's good. Yeah. Hannah G says, what if Hunter dives trying to save Crosshair from the Empire? That's what, you know, I feel like that could be something that could pop up. Yeah. Everyone um, lives. Everyone survives. That's what I want. I could I could definitely see late like late in the series, Crosshair coming back and then sort of sacrificing himself to help them. If if like I could see that happen too. Yeah. Um so you kinda just like I'm gonna I'm gonna make up for this. Um so yeah, I don't know. I think sort of like we talked about earlier, <laughs> there's there's definitely gonna be some some pain. <laughs> some big pain. I don't know in what way it's gonna happen though. <laughs> I just yeah, I just I don't think it could. I mean, next week could could start off with them being chased by the Imperial team and then escaping, and mm-hmm. then it's a different plot point. Like that definitely could be the case. Yeah, but I just feel like the amount of the way it ended, and I just feel like it'd be not disservice because you know they could they could have a fucking episode where. They escape in the first five minutes, and then the whole episode is them with Miba Gascon buying some rice. And I'd be like, do you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> five stars. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, I just I, I just feel in my gut. I feel in yeah. my gut something has to happen. In all seriousness, like, I know I'm like, no one's, everyone's going to be fine and get out okay. But in all seriousness, I think that this episode feels like a turning point in the story mm. where yeah. we now have a maybe not right now goal the right now goal is to protect omega at all costs the right now goal is to know that there's a bounty still on this kid and we need to protect her because she is our family and she in this episode straight up says that they are her family she's like i'm not leaving my family i'm not leaving anybody behind um when she says about i'm gonna sit with him until he wakes up i was like my heart (laughs) but yeah this this episode definitely um, has kind of it felt like a turning point because now we know what I think maybe the long term overarching goal of this series is going to be, which is saving as many brothers as we can. Um, not right now. We got priorities right now, and that's Omega. But it does feel like because we now have a greater sense of understanding and a greater sense of a plan long term. Yeah, I think this is a turning point, especially with the little cliffhanger we got with the empires coming. Yeah. We got, and <laughs> I mean, just even just structurally, we're about to hit the midpoint. Yeah. I was season. about to say yeah. episode eight, half 16. Right. So yeah. like, yeah. there's that. We, we got a lot of things with bookmarks in them. We got the, the Fennec plot. We got the, what are the Kevin Owens? Yeah. Who, who like, just, you know, all, like out of nowhere, we're like, <laughs> Oh, we need them for our new like super soldiers that we're secretly <laughs> making or whatever. Um, uh, so like, there's that. There's Fennec. There's the Crosshair. Their Empire Rex. Whatever Rex is building up to. So there's a lot of different things um, to build into that. These sort of last eight episodes are gonna gonna punch right through. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a wild finish. That's for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Which brings us to our final little thing we do, which is our overall thoughts and score. So who wants to go first for this week's score? Uh, 
Nikki, I'll go first. You go first. <laughs> okay, Kai oh. goes first. Okay. Oh, oh never mind. Okay. I mean, Nikki only wants it. Nobody. No, um, no, I, I think this might be my favorite episode of the season so far. It hit emotional. It's the first episode that made me legitimately like tear up. I got like straight up emotional watching this. Um, it was beautiful. The score was brilliant as always. Animation was just a new level again for me this week. Going back to see Braca to explore other parts of it that we don't get to see in the game. Super, super cool. Um, the writing and the um, just the direction in this we're just all around brilliant omega is all of our she is the heart and soul of this show and you watched her little heart and soul get broken and mended and just saw exactly uh how she is like the heart of this team as well and this little weird family um protecting wrecker and choosing not to leave anyone behind she's a kid but she's proven that she is so much more than she appears to be to every single person that she comes in contact with in this show immediately with Sid immediately in this episode with Rex. And uh, yeah, now this has been, it was a really, it was a special one. It felt, it just put me in the feels and uh, I am very scared for what's coming <laughs> next. So uh, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. I'm going to give it a nine. Nikki. Uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, Jennifer Corbett, you're a wild person. <laughs> <laughs> you you wild and not here. Um, yeah, I mean, this this was. I feel like this was a special episode. This is one of those where were you when you watched? Um, well, I forgot the name of it already. Uh, <laughs> something scars. Scars. Metal scars. Um, yeah, like it kind of felt like that. It felt like a, a big step. Um, so. Yeah, I thought it was great. Writing was amazing. Um, the animation, everything Claire just said about all those technical things, really good. Um, I'm, it, was, it was awesome to see Rex again, like we talked about. So, yeah, I think uh, for me, no choice but to stay in 10 out of 10. You know, I got nothing, I got no, no complaints on this. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great show. I think, I, think I, just, I just need to continuously pour one out. <laughs> for all the people who turned their noses at this show <laughs> when it was announced, when it was when it was just a bunch of dudes shooting things in space, um, just kind of continuously pouring out for them and hope they uh, hope they find some peace in their penance. <laughs> um, it's it's almost like why don't you just wait and let the show be what it is um so how about that yeah pouring out for them uh i think uh this this is a really good story and it's and I, i'm just really pleased with how it's going so yeah 10 out of 10 fantastic uh we have a really great comment before i get into mine which i Hello. feel like i have a similar uh similar feeling which is that i would have liked a bit more conversation between rex and echo I'm 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 assuming we will get there at some point. Yeah, I hope so. But then I, I really but do. also yeah, but also I do appreciate that in a thirty minute cartoon, there, you, you can't just be like, by the way, remember that person we used to know <laughs> dies. Just sad. I'm sad. How are you? I'm fine. Everyone's yeah. Good. Like you're welcome. I'm glad that Fives did get a name drop at all though in this episode. Yeah, exactly. Because he deserves so much more than he got. I'm honestly a bit. 
I like I I was a bit surprised it didn't even happen in the Clone Wars episode. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So like Very much I thought so. I thought that could have happened then. Um but I think yeah, it when when you're working with what you're working with now, it's like I think the implied the implied knowledge, the implied conversation I think is is good enough for me. Um but yeah, of course if it if they do get talked about more, that's that's also great. Yeah. I also assume that is you know, it's hard still to talk about someone who died. Yeah. Yeah. Um He's not like, oh yeah, Fives was great. Remember when I didn't trust him and he died? He got shot in the head. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do agree. I feel like overall it's a fantastic episode. Um, the Again, the music, the themes of the episode and the continuous stretches of continuation of storylines, whether that's from the Clone Wars, bits of Rebels, bits of everything. I really love Fallen Order. I know people like Lucasfilm doesn't really care because they don't care about connectivity of different stories. It's like this episode just proves that you're wrong. I just um, want the things to matter. <laughs> and like everyone's like angry about the Ahsoka book not being canon, and that was yeah. not the case at all. Yeah, chill. I really love the um, the episode. Very great horror film vibes. The, the way it was filmed. I love the again. I love the visuals, the set. I could talk about the rusted venator um, ships all day long. Again, that's something I'm really excited about seeing in Andal, based on those art pieces we saw. Like mm-hmm. beautiful uh, hammerhead. Really cool to see that as well. So I feel like overall I'm going to give it a nine point five out of ten. I will say though. This score may change in the future. Because for me, episodes that are structurally two-parted, whether, whether that's like visibly said or not, can improve or decrease depending on the entire story. Yeah, yeah. Generally, though, it's always an improvement. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, for example... I- the okay. Zebo storyline, sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. the Zebo two part. I feel like this two part, the second part was much stronger than the first one. Or I can't remember if it was that or vice versa. But either way, but either way, like overall, the uh, overall story in, in, is improved in my mind as opposed to just one episode. So I'm really intrigued to see what next week does with this score, nine point five. Yeah, and I th- I think almost that that can be said for every episode. Um, mm. You know, once the season finishes. You yes. have a new perspective on everything, so yeah. it's like it's like you know. Um, I think that it's always it's always fair to have that asterisk on these little meaningless numbers because it's like <laughs> they, they, you know it can anything can happen you know and the finale can change the way you thought about the lowest ranked episode you might have. So so yeah, it's uh it's always it's always fun to uh, be able to revisit once it's been told. It is funny because even if we gave it a one. We've dedicated our lives to talking about this on the, on, the, on the internet and a thing that we've all designed and spent years working on. If it was a one, it's a very big one. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of like love towards that. Um, I expect so, yeah. to just give tens for the rest of the season, honestly. Honestly, like, overall, yeah. I feel like this show has been phenomenal. The same with the, Mandal- like, the same Mandalorian thing where you go in thinking it's one thing. Again, some people going in with a negative slant. For me, I was just happy to see where these characters would go, but then being sort of pleasantly surprised with the 
the journey we, we've been taking on. I love it. And I, I, I do agree. I feel like overall, when we look back, it's going to be such a great journey to explain the season, give it an overall score for that. It's the same reason why people make me mad when they say that season one of Rebels isn't good. Because, and I, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. It's just that if that's your opinion, you're wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, season one of Rebels is, like, the best. <laughs> What's the thing in um, The Workaholics where he's like, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I appreciate that, but fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> something, like, something like that. And I hate you for it or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very much excited to see where we go next. One really quick thing I also want to talk about, because I thought this was fun. Um, this is the first big, uh, like, mostly Filoni-ness, Filoni-less um, animated mm. show. Not like, yes. like, obviously Resistance, but different, because this yeah. is the 3D. Um, and I thought that was funny in how it's being talked about by the creators. <laughs> because, like, you have very much Dave's trust tree... And now it's like now it's like everybody's like, oh, you gotta watch this one. You gotta watch oh, this one's crazy. Tracy Kenobi is like, good soldiers follow orders. Um, so I just thought it was really funny the like the the sort of creator culture when when Dave isn't as hands on. I thought that was really funny and and just sort of how they almost feel like. Obviously, we know we know Dave Filoni's Godfather of of new sort of like this new wave of star Wars, but um, they almost felt a little more like if we were there, uh, like they're like the, they're like the fans who are in now. Um, mm-hmm. So like it, it, it's, it's always sort of fun for me to, uh, to watch them get hyped about this. And even like Joel, like Joel Aaron is like hyping everyone up. He's talking about like animators in Taiwan. He's like, Oh yeah, she did this. And her twin sister did this. And like, um, so I just, I think it's just a little funny to like, cause Filoni's so sort of play close to the chest, with, you know, with the trust tree and these guys are just balling out online. So I thought that was like, yeah. a fun culture. And to add to that as well, how Filoni has become the go-to keyword for criticism or overall viewing, like, yeah, it's the Kathleen oh. Kennedy syndrome. He and Kathleen have the same like blame Filoni, praise Filoni. Blame Kathleen, like praise Kathleen. It's like, yeah. There's and a I lot of other little out, things in the works here. I wanna shout out uh, a good friend, uh Jonah Marie at Blue J Guys, who has a really great TikTok video which gives a lowdown of everyone like the key people involved in creating the Bad Batch and how Dave Loney isn't like the core writer and stuff. Not to be like mm-hmm. Dave Loney is important, obviously. None of this would have been ex- available right. without him. But people that keep going, oh yeah, Bad Batch is awesome. Thanks, Dave. Or like, Bad Batch sucks. Thanks a lot, Dave. Like, first of all, he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it is, it is Jennifer Corbett and Brad Rouse show. Like yes. that—that's it. Like it is their show, um, yeah. and it's and Dave has this umbrella sort of, um, sort of, sort of a you know, I guess sort of creative like creative force that they're all sort of like working under. But like it's them, 
So these like nitty gritty things, the, the the little details, like it's not dictating that. Like that that's this team. So definitely he's the, when he's the George Lucas to their day for learning. I I bet not even that. Mm-hmm. I bet. No. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think he's less hands on than that. Um so yeah, it's 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 it is funny that yeah, he's like the keyword. <laughs> that everybody wants to be like ah, Baloney. Uh, and yeah, we we do we love him. But you know, if if uh, if you if you if you love these little details of of the Bad Batch, especially, it's it's the others. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like, if you're gonna criticize something, at least be right about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Read or read the credits. How about that? Yeah, like they're there for a reason. <laughs> Uh, before we go, is before we wrap up as well, I just want to shout out uh, Nosh on Twitter at D underscore E M U 4 O N, who did this art piece, which I absolutely adore. I don't know if you've seen this before, but there you go. Oh, Aww. so sweet. So sweet. I like, I love that so much. Um, I will retweet that on the. Imperial Snet Podcast Twitter, if you haven't seen that. Um, yeah, that's all we got time for this week. Oh, also, Sid oh. remains undefeated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope she survives. If anything. Nothing can happen to Sid. Sid's no. untouchable. untouchable. <laughs> oh, another clone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. Um, yeah, well, where can everybody find us Claire, you go first. Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cstribs. You can catch me on uh, Kessel Run Transmissions every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can catch me producing Garrett and Noah Watch Movies. New episodes every Thursday. And uh, th- Oh, yeah. And this week, uh, <laughs> Noah is showing Garrett High School Musical 3 for the first time, which means I get a camera and a microphone because you cannot get me to shut up about the High School Musical series. So... Don't miss that on Thursday. Has he seen the first two? He's seen the second one. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> the masterpiece. I know. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> can, you can all see where Christopher Nolan blatantly ripped off High School Musical. I cannot wait to talk to them yep. about that because they yep. don't. They don't know. They don't know. Minds will be blown. Nikki, where can people find you? Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Nuquisius, as seen on the uh, little rectangle thing here. And then you can also <laughs> catch my other show, One and Done Film Club, franchise film commentary series, um, where we debate which one to watch and then watch it. And we're coming up to our last episodes of season one. Um, they're going to be awesome. That is, uh, or you can find that on Twitter at one, the letter N, done show, and that is available on all the, the fine places you find podcasts. Fantastic. Well, you can follow me on Twitter here. Nope. I hate this. Right, <laughs> here at C-M-W-A-S-H-B-Y. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Charlie M W Ashby. You can also find me on Patreon where I do some really fun shows. Um, and actually, here's an exclusive for you. I'm going to be redoing my Patreon fairly soon. In fact, the next week. And my Kofi links. Rather than having 
my shows behind a paywall. I will be releasing my shows to ye, the public. And you can help support me by, you know, becoming a patron. But I do want to have more people listen to the shows that we do. So if you want to hear me talk to guests such as Nikki and Claire, Ah. you can listen to the Charlie Ashby show, in which I interview uh, friends and other creatives who are just incredible. First season is out already, and I'll be releasing all the first season out there. Batman Returns, the podcast I do with my good friend Alden, who is also on One and Done Film Club. Uh, we are going to wrap up season two fairly soon about Batman Returns. We took a bit of a break as we did the Christopher Nolan films for season two, and season one we did the the, the Burton to Schumacher films. That that's really fun, and also Pondervision. Which we do on, we used to do on YouTube every week, a live show, me and Ash. We're going to be doing it as a podcast from now on. And that's going to be loads of fun. We're going to be talking about Loki. We did the first episode this past week. A lot of diving into, a lot of crazy stuff. And if you know me and Ash, you know that within about 30 minutes, we dive out of the discussion of the show we're supposed to be talking about and into ridiculous comic book or just film tangents. So we started off talking about Loki, dived into how this could affect Ant-Man 3. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So if you love comic book stuff, you'll love that show. And also, if you have a podcast or you need Photoshop work, you can hit me up on Kofi. And that's all available on my Twitter feed, on my link tree. And that's enough of plugging from me. And you can find our link tree for the Imperial Snap Podcast on our Twitter bio and Instagram bio. And if you want to see us do anything else, then let us know. That's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.